It is that time. Quote of the day. Quote of the day. Here it is. We don't see things as they are. We see them as we are. We don't see things as they are. We see them as we are. That quote from author Aeneas Nen. Touche. 508-996-0500. That's how you get onto the program today. I was in the pad. I, I like to call it the pad. Not not where I live. The pad is my little nickname for Peyton Aram. I was in Peyton Aram last evening. A woman friend is having some of her art put on at the Dartmouth Cultural Center. And they had an open house last evening. And it was going on during the same time as a festival in in the downtown pad area, the, you know, the, the Elm Street and the Bridge Street area of Peyton Aram, the lights. And I mean, it looked, you know, it looked Christmassy. It really did. It, it looked fantabulous. If you get the opportunity, you're out during the evening, you may want to drive down in that area just to, to look at the holiday lights. I, I must admit, I, 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 I won't really come out and say this to to woman friend but we're driving last evening and she's admiring the lights and i and i want to emphasize she is jewish she does not celebrate christmas but she admires the lights and i'm sure she's not the only jewish person who who does that but i mean she you know the oohs and ahs were were coming out of her and i'm just Kind of laid back about the yeah I've I've seen that before I've seen it before by the way you may have seen it before too but if you happen to be out and you see something that looks spectacular I'm talking about holiday lights and whatnot take a picture of it and send it to the radio station you can either do it through wbsm.com or you can send it right into the WBSM app if that if that's the way you'd prefer to do it. But send them to us. We're gonna have a gallery all set up and you can admire the lights. That's pretty cool and it's real simple to do, even in this day and age. Let's head over to Studio Six and Seven Eights. That is where Adam has a bad bass update. Good morning. Good morning, Brian. Here are some of the national stories we're following. A federal judge is rejecting Donald Trump's immunity claims in his election interference case. Friday evening, the judge declared Trump does not have absolute immunity for his actions following the 2020 election and may be subject to investigation and prosecution. She said, quote, former presidents enjoyed no special conditions on their federal criminal liability. The news just came hours after a court also rejected Trump's bid to dismiss civil lawsuits against him regarding the U.S. Capitol riot. Congressman George Santos is the first House member to be expelled in over 20 years. The New York Republican was ousted from Congress on Friday in a historic 
311 to 114 vote. More than 100 Republicans voted in favor of removing Santos, who is now the sixth lawmaker to ever be punished out of the chamber. Momentum had been building following a House ethics report that found Santos, quote, blatantly stole from his campaign and deceived donors. The expulsion kicks off a competitive New York special election to fill the vacant seat, with Republicans holding on to a narrow margin. Walmart is the latest company to pull its ads from X, the company formerly known as Twitter. The retailer announced its decision on Friday, saying it had found other platforms to, quote, better reach its customers. Walmart Jones joins a growing list of companies, including Apple and Walt Disney, that made their similar decisions after Elon Musk liked the controversial post about the Israel-Hamas war. During a New York Times deal books on some summit on Wednesday, Musk hurled expletives against the advertisers who were pulling their ads from X, but also apologized for his post. A federal appeals court is upholding a ruling that demands Texas remove a series of buoys from the Rio Grande. Brian Shook reports. The floating buoys cover about a thousand feet of water and are separated by large blades with serrated edges. Texas Governor Greg Abbott said the buoys were necessary to stop people from illegally crossing the border, although some opponents said they were a threat to human life. On Friday, a court ruled the buoys violate navigable waterway laws and must be removed. I'm Brian Shook. And a beloved 95-year-old University of Hawaii cafeteria worker who has gained a reputation as a matchmaker is retiring. Jim Forbes has the latest. Eloise Luzader has been the head cashier at Gateway House Cafe for just under 30 years. She says she'll miss the students because they keep her young and happy. Luzader also said she has a knack for being able to tell what students would make good couples, adding that three of her matches got married. She said her retirement plans include volunteering where needed. There's no word if she intends to become a professional matchmaker. I'm Jim Forbes. And in sports, the Boston Bruins and the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to face off tonight for a game at 7 p.m. And the New England Patriots will go head-to-head against the Chargers tomorrow at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Weather forecast right now is 50 degrees in New Bedford. It's going to remain cloudy throughout the day. Temperatures reaching 57 degrees. Tonight's forecast, cloudy with some rain towards the dawn. Temperatures reaching 45 degrees. And tomorrow's forecast, some more rain and cooler temperatures with temperatures reaching 49 degrees. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM. And get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Adam, I'm... Just coming in, I heard part of the weather. We've got the holiday stroll in New Bedford this afternoon. Mm. What is the the weather forecast? Well, it's going to be a little cloudy throughout the day, mostly mild. And any rain that's going to happen is more likely going to be a drizzle, as you can see right outside the studio. It's a gray day, but nothing too serious for the parade to go on. Cool. Uh, It is going to be cool. (laughs) Well, you know what? Mm. That temperature... To me, cool would be down in the 20s and 30s. Uh, yes. Cold, I guess, no. uh, would be 40s, maybe 50. I would say like mild. It's, be, uh... th- th- this is December. Yeah. You know, I, I know I've got the hoodie on and whatnot, but, you know, it's December. Mm-hmm. That's just the way I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it that way. And that 95-year-old woman, yeah, she was a matchmaker yeah. because three people got married. And how many years did she work at the school? Let's see. It didn't say how long she worked, but she said she had a long career as a cashier. 
I don't. How how many didn't work out? That's a good question. Uh, Who who comes up with these stories? You know, Brian. One (laughs) of the things that's true. You know who also plays matchmakers? Senators. Uh, Chuck Grassley from Iowa and Chuck Schumer from New York. They like to play matchmaker with their uh, with their congressional aides. And Uh, I bet they do like to do stuff with their congressional. Now hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. You didn't say that, did you? I did. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, look. If they could only take care of the business at hand, maybe I wouldn't care so much. But I do. All right, man. Thank you very much. Thank you. Adam has another Bad Bass update in about 30 minutes. Back to Brian's Beat. Join the show by calling 508-996-0500. New Bedford's News Talk Station. 1420 WBSM. Let's see. We do have the Bitcoin biz barometer coming up. But first, hey, Jim, how you doing today? Jim beats his own drum. That's what I like about him. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, everyone. Is what's happening this week on Town Square Sunday. Well, St. Anthony's Parish in New Bedford always celebrates the Christmas holiday in a big way. We'll have an update with Giselle Pappas on two upcoming performances in December. Also, the New Bedford Development Corporation offering grants to help start new businesses, and Derek Santos will have details for us. And the New Bedford Ballet, in an encore presentation, is prepping for its upcoming performance of the New England Nutcracker. Performance is being held December 9th at Keith Middle School, and you can learn all about it by listening to our program this week. I'm Jim Phillips, so join me for Town Square Sunday, Sunday morning at 6 on 1420 WBSM and 99.5 FM. Thank you uh, very much, Jim. New Bedford homeowners, looks like you're going to get to save yourself some money. We'll talk about that after we talk about some other type of money. Not real money. Well, it is real money, but it's not the kind of coinage that you're thinking of. It's time for the Bitcoin biz barometer as we measure the universal crypto marketplace. I've got a mixed bag again. I I like it when it's a little mixed. Especially when the Bitcoin part is up. And it is up $111 over last week, coming in this morning at $38,727. Ethereum, $2,100. That's up 13 from last week at this time. And you may recall last week, we didn't have the barometer because we were having some problems getting our material together. Binance coin down seven, coming in at $228. XRP down a penny at 61 cents. Solana is up three at $61. Cardano down a penny. At 38 cents, and Dogecoin is up one penny at eight cents. That's your Bitcoin biz barometer for today, December 2nd, 2023. As always, I get 
my numbers from coinmarketcap.com because they've got those numbers solid and they update them every second of every single day, even even on the leap day that's coming up at the end of February. All right, let's hear from you at 508-996-0500. Thank you. You're first up today. What's going on, Brian? Hey. Hey. So I heard your, your lead-in. Which one? About the, how, uh, the lead-in in regards to the taxes for the residents. How yeah. it's going down. Yeah. And, and this is actually something I brought up with Barry yesterday, and Barry was talking about it. They actually ended up bringing it up with you also uh, later on. So while it's good that they're lowering taxes for the resident, it's bad for the businesses. You know, it, for me, a split tax rate versus, you know, business versus resident is a terrible, terrible idea. And I'll tell you why. Most business owners uh, can't vote in the city or if not most a good majority of them can't vote in the city. so Because so they, they are, don't live in the city. Correct. Yep. So they don't have a say. So while the city council knows that the residents obviously live in the city, they are going to be like, look what we did for you. And they're going to continue to get their support. Meanwhile, the businesses are getting the shaft because they can't vote them out. They can't have a say. So they shift the burden of taxation onto the business owner. Now, the business owner can either, you know, the property tax, and I heard you mention it yesterday, the business owner most likely doesn't pay the tax directly. It's through their lease. And if they are renewing their lease with the increased tax, they're going to get that increased tax back in their lease. But we have to remember the majority of developers are paying that business tax. Absolutely. I, I, I think we need to look at broadening the base because we understand that when you lower tax to a certain point, that the tax base expands and, and it really doesn't have a, a big effect on the amount of revenue coming into the city. Even though your tax rate is lower, your revenue will pretty much remain the same. It's called the Laffer Curve. And Arthur Laffer was a, a well-known um, economist back in the 70s and 80s. And, and still is now to this day. So my, my concern is, is this. Right now, Fall River and New Bedford are competing for businesses. And Fall River is going to continue to bleed businesses from New Bedford consistently. And, and while we continue to shift the burden of taxation onto the businesses your tax base is going to get less and less. So, so you, 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 I'm going to hold you for a second. Be, sure. I'm not going to argue what you're stating, but I think you're leaving out a key reason why. Why okay. is Fall River going to get the lion's share of those businesses? There's two, two aspects. I mean, there's probably multiple aspects of it. One, obviously your, your taxation burden is significantly less I actually spoke with Chris McCarthy about this. Um, I think it's 20% less in Fall River than it is in New Bedford. Uh, but, and then all, obviously geographically, right? Geographically, they're closer to a capital city than New Bedford is. And that you can't change. You can't compete with that. That's just luck of the draw. 
So they're so in other words, they are closer to Providence. Correct, correct. So by being closer to Providence, you're going to get a little bit more of their market share, uh, which is better for their economy. But again, like I said, um, the piece of the equation that you can control is the burden of taxation. Well, not only the burden, but don't don't are they working on a split? Uh, so residential, commercial, uh, they have two different rates? I don't know, to be honest with you, off the top of my head. I'm, I'm not sure if New Bedford, I mean, uh, if forever is a split tax rate. I do know Dartmouth is. Dartmouth is a split tax rate. It's significantly less than, than uh, New Bedford. Oh, much uh, less. Which is why, yeah. which is why we have, uh, in, in the town of Dartmouth, significantly more, uh, more businesses opening up than, than New Bedford does. But... My, well, my I, I think there are several reasons why Dartmouth has more businesses opening up than than the city of New Bedford. The, 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 the tax rate is one of them. The crime rate, no matter what uh, somebody might say so, about crime in the city, it, it the image is there. Uh, so so Dartmouth has and Dartmouth has more space. Right. Hell no, of a lot that's more space. Completely, completely understandable. Now, my, my question is, and, and it really confused me. Um, when I heard Barry advocate for businesses to be taxed at a higher rate. And it, and it just, to me, this is the way I look at this. We look at the very, the very wealthy in this country and we go, why are they paying more, a higher percent of their income to taxes, right? The progressive income tax. We complain about that. You know, that there's businesses and business owners out there that are paying a significant portion of their income into taxes, Right, a millionaire's tax, a uh, Barry, and and I, I probably say I would probably say venture to say that you would disagree with the with the millionaire's tax, right? Oh, I in, definitely in the, do. Yeah, right. So why wouldn't that be the same under the same um, idea as a business a business owner versus versus a resident? A millionaire's tax, you're taxing a millionaire at a higher rate, but because I open up a business, you're going to tax me at a higher rate. My man, you you would have to talk to the powers that be in the city of New Bedford in order to get that kind of an answer. I would look at it from the standpoint that the property owners in of commercial industrial usually have a a valuation and assessed value, I should say, which is much higher than a normal home. Or even right. even the the most posh home in the city of New Bedford is probably not going for uh, a, a business on Cove Street, right? Right, so, because their square footage is, is significantly larger, and the amount of business that it's expected to do. So yeah, no, yeah, I mean, I mean that it, it, that all leads I, I, to a higher value, right? So I w- again, I would look at it as. We, we advocate against the millionaire's tax because we don't want to tax a millionaire at a higher rate than, you know, the rest of their income. But yet we do it to a business owner. And I'm not talking about Walmart. I'm not talking about these big businesses. I'm talking about a person who just wants to open up an auto shop, builds a garage, builds a garage in a com- on a commercially zoned area, builds a small garage so he can do oil changes. And that's it. You know, really basic work. He's going to be taxed at a higher rate per square foot than a resident. 
I'm just advocating that we lower the tax, not raise the tax on the resident, lower the tax on business, expand your business tax base so that you don't have uh, that that shift back to the resident. I hear you, man. Hey, thanks for the call. All right, Brian. I do appreciate it. 508-996-0500 is how you get onto the program today. I raised the question... Why do the taxes need to go up all the time? And somebody will say, well, the firefighters have to get paid. And and, and I'm not going to argue that. But what I will argue is all of the benefits that go with any employee's compensation package. That's what you're paying for that every time. You sit there and think, well, my property taxes are going up. You can look at any city worker and you can say, look, I appreciate the job that you're doing, but you're getting a lot of benefits that I don't even get and I have to pay for them. And until, at least in my mind, until a body like a city council and, and on the state level, the legislature and governor and certainly in the federal level till they understand that, get that concept. And I think they do understand. And I know they know the concept, but they don't care. They do not care. And that is a huge problem because to the politician, city workers, state workers, federal workers, they are voters. Hello. Hello. Hi, am I on? Hi, I don't know what you're on. What are you on? <laughs> Sorry, good morning. Um, what do you want? Come on, tell, I don't me, know you. tell me, what do you want? Uh, I, I, you know what? I wish I was on something, but I'm not. Um, <laughs> I guess maybe that's my problem. Um, getting, uh, I call regarding the taxes yep, and um, shifting shifting from the um, homeowner to the business. Um you're absolutely right. You know, they just, problem is they just don't care. Number one, you know, we, this is what happens. It's either the increase goes to the homeowner or the increase goes to the business owner. And now it being shifted to the business owner, what happens? You know, who, who do they think, just like the homeowner, who's going to pay for that increase? The homeowner, it's usually, you know, uh, they have to increase the rent. So now the business owner locally in the city will increase their prices. So if you go out to eat now, you know, they're going to increase the price on the menu because you're going to have to pay because otherwise they're either going to close their doors. And now you have another problem where now there's not extra taxes coming in. Now there's less or you're going to have have to increase the price on the menu for the customer to pay, which now one way you know, or the other, it's a, have, gotcha. Right. So, you know, instead of trying to look for ways to one, which they keep always, you know, it, it, they just blow smoke up your, you know what, because they're always talking about business development, business development. I don't know what business development, because I've lived in this city all my life. I'm in the six in the, 60s age category and the the businesses 
in the last 15, 20 years, I really haven't seen anything come into the city. We have so many big empty buildings here. You know, whether it's in the South End on Cove Road, whether it's Kings Highway, there is no development, just like, you know, like the development going on in Fall River. And the other thing is, all I keep hearing is how, now tell me if I'm wrong, which I'd like to know because nobody has, I haven't heard anything about it, that the reason the city council can't cut much of the budget is because three quarters of the budget has to do with the school department. Now, do we know, I mean, I haven't heard anybody talk about it. I would assume that the size of New Bedford and Fall River school budget would be more or less the same. So why is it that Fall River never talks about that, you know, they can't cut their budget or do whatever with their budget? I don't don't know that they don't have that conversation, but it doesn't really matriculate over to what we talk about here on the radio say I what I would really suggest because Barry knows that stuff inside and out. I would ask him right, that question but, because he used to right. uh, do news over there. All right, but my point is this is all we hear like over in at budget time when the budget new budget comes out, when the budget gets approved got regarding, you know, uh, taxes for the residents of New Bedford that their hands are tied. That three yes. quarters of the city budget. So it, my thing is, why is it that a place like Fall River, and you're right, it's probably a discussion for Barry, but why is it that if Fall River can do it, why is it that we can't do it? I, I, and again, um, I, I'm not sure that Fall River is doing it. What? And I'm not quite sure on that figure about three quarters, but I do know that, and I've heard from counselors, and this part is true because they don't try to fight it. But they they have the what are called mandates from the state that they have to take care of, like the pensions and the insurances and stuff like that, that they are forced to come up with money to pay for. Um, and that would also include the, the school budget. So uh, they're, right, in, my, they're in is, right. is part of that, that whole fight. But that happens in every city in town. Right. Well, again, because we're comparing Fall River and New Bedford, which if you really look at it, you know, give or take, it's more or less the same. I mean, I don't see the Fall River school budget being, you know, way, way, way less than the New Bedford school budget, unless there's something there that we don't know about. Um, but, you know, my thing is, this is, you know, they that's usually, and I, I mean, every time I hear, this is what I hear. And I don't understand why the school budget becomes an excuse um, when the taxes are concerned, because uh, as far because as cutting, cutting back, money. it's the same thing. It's the it's that shell game. Right. Pass the buck over to here, yeah. over to there, and what happens? Right. We the people end up paying for it. I do appreciate your call. Right. Thank you very much. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. That's how you get on the program today. Well, you know, we were talking about the tax rate shifting things around in the city of New Bedford. Beacon Hill lawmakers, Bacon Hill lawmakers, still trying to figure out how to pass a $2.8 billion spending plan. 